0: Hello and welcome to Daily Confidence for Entrepreneurs. In this episode, we will debunk the marketing automation myths and you will discover the surefire way to minimize your daily efforts and maximize your profitability. We'll go over the easiest and most scalable tech system to succeed with your digital marketing. And you will watch me get exposed and coached by Michelle and Brad Mooney. Welcome, Brad. How are you today? I'm good. Good. My guest today is uh, my friend, Brad Mooney. We're both uh, right here in Calgary, Alberta, and we're gonna have a very interesting conversation about tech and digital marketing automation. And if you have any friends uh, and business friends uh, that could benefit from this conversation, either send them the link to uh, this uh, interview or tag them in a comment and have them tap into Brad's wisdom and knowledge and expertise when it comes to tech, digital marketing, and the rest of the stuff that we're going to talk about so let me do the introduction to brad and hopefully michelle will join us later and we're going to dive into a very interesting conversation about what we just went over so brad mooney and michelle netlek have over 20 years of experience in executive coaching working with clients ranging from eight figure businesses to solopreneurs they run a done for you marketing tech service helping entrepreneurs set up and maintain their infusion soft or keep max classic through their company called awareness strategies. Welcome Brad. Hello. It is good to see you again. Good to be here. How was was your day so far, Brad?
1: Well, as normal, it's a busy day. Things uh, are always busy around here.
0: Love it. So Brad, what is your story? Well, uh, it can be a long one. <laughs> Give us like um, a five-minute version.
1: So I actually graduated as an electrical engineer uh, and started working the oil and gas business in Calgary because that's a lot of the the engineers work in that area, especially many years ago. Um, and I ended up working for a pipeline company and part of that pipeline company was they got into pneumatic capsule pipelines which is you take a pipeline and then you put little cars in them with wheels and then you pump these cars around with air Uh, very interesting stuff but uh, what it led to was developing a computer system to model these capsules of air and and capsules of the whatever you put in the the cars whether it's people or grain. And it got me involved with a, and the IBM personal computer back in the late 1980s. And from there, I got to love this little machine that you could program and do all this stuff with as the IBM PC. So from there, I moved into selling them. I actually, in the late 80s, I actually sold personal computers. And from there, I got into consulting, outsourcing, helping oil and gas companies with their IT and infrastructure. So a lot of history of, of computer stuff. And then we started our own business and we needed to get, it was actually a personal development company and we wanted to get our courses online and get outside of Calgary. So to do that, um, going online was a, a different type of thing, but again, it's computers. So we started saying, well, how do we do this? And Michelle, my partner is, is more into the, uh, the teaching side and I'm the tech side. So I was trying to figure out, well, how do we keep track of all this? How do you get online and do that? Um, and we had a a person by the name of Jay Fassett, who some of you may know. We actually started or helped him with a, a mastermind of doing this because there's a lot of us, about 20 of us, are all trying to say, well, let's get into this Internet. Let's get online. Let's make our businesses bigger. So we all started masterminding and trying to figure this out in, in Jay's basement. Uh, and Jay had done a little bit of this and was online. He had a, quite a collection of software, like we call it Frankenware, where there's, there's these different pieces that all go together. Um, and it drove me nuts. The, the integrations didn't work, things didn't happen between them. So I came across this product called Infusionsoft. And I bought it and started using it because it was um, about seven different packages all in one, all working together. So through that, um, yeah, we uh, made our business go online, um, got stuff out there, did uh, the whole um, videos online and um, membership sites and all that. But in reality, of those 20 people we started with, there was only about two or three that actually got online. The rest of them got stopped at the tech. They couldn't get the tech to work. They couldn't do all that stuff. So, um, yeah, about eight years ago, we said, well, let's expand our business to actually helping other companies get online. So we became uh, certified in Infusionsoft and have changed our business into this whole digital marketing and automation business. And we provide a done-for-you service for a small business. Now, when we say done-for-you, we actually think that most small business owners should not look after their tech. They should leave that to tech people. And that's why I think uh, those other 18 people failed is they shouldn't have been doing it in the first place.
0: Sure.
1: So we help people get online. Uh, we still use the tool Infusionsoft because I think it's the best tool for small business, but for people who know what they're doing, like us. If you're a small business owner, you shouldn't be in your Infusionsoft to program it. You should be in there to find your contacts, find phone numbers, send emails and that stuff, but not be looking after the heavy duty programming. So that's how we got here. We've been doing it for, uh, like I said, about eight years. We've grown the business now to probably about 15 people with specialties in websites and graphic design and Fusion Soft, like all, all these different pieces that we bring together that you
0: need to do digital marketing. Love it. Love it. So... How did you end up with Infusionsoft? I know you kind of touched on it, but what's the story behind that? Well, that's
1: where sort of we're doing this mastermind with Jay. And Jay had got online, and he was using one shopping cart and Carta, and um, Kajabi. And so he had these different pieces that somehow worked together. Um, And we, you know, being good students, we actually had – Purchase these things and we're using them because, you know, it's better to have something that works than try and do it all yourself. And I came across a presentation on Infusionsoft and that presentation basically. Well, what I got out of it was instead of having all these unique pieces, they're all integrated. So it includes an email system, um, e-commerce to buy and sell online. Uh, it looks after affiliate tracking, Uh, like a whole bunch of different things that all work together because they're all part of the same system. And then around that um, it has an API that goes built from the ground up with an application programming interface that other companies can add additional features using the database that is the CRM. So there's like other 150, 200 applications that work directly with it. And if you need to, you can program it yourself. You can actually do PHP programming and, and, uh, Tied to the system, and we've done that as well.
0: Love it. So let's deal with the elephant in the room. And that is some people, there's this stigma around Infusionsoft. Why do some people hate Infusionsoft?
1: Well, and a lot of them even would nickname it back then Confusionsoft, right? Because it was confusing and hard to deal with. And uh, this gets back into my statement that owners of businesses should not do their own Infusionsoft. Um to me it is a high level programming language especially when you get into the campaigns and the funnels because you can do uh, logic statements you can break uh different paths depending on what data variable variables are so it is to me a high level programming language and if you're not a computer person you shouldn't be trying to program computers Uh, And that's part of it. Like To me, we use it because it's the most powerful tool we can have. We can take that and make it do anything. Um, There's nothing that we've ever been challenged with to say, hey, can you do this? And it can't be done either directly in Infusionsoft or, like I said, some of those other applications, et cetera. So for us, it is a powerful tool, a tool that lets us do everything that the company may need. And that's part of the question is when you start, you don't really know what you need. Always you need to do something different. Yeah. So for us, yes, it is complicated. But with the complication comes power. And it's that power that you need to be able to do everything that, you know, is a trade-off versus ease of use. If you want ease of use, yeah, don't use it. But if you want an outsourcing company that will help you actually with technology and do what you need to do, it's a tremendous, powerful tool.
0: Yeah, to me, it's kind of like, I don't know, a future job is a powerful tool. And if you try to figure it, out, figure it out on your own, you probably, and if you're not a tech savvy <clears throat> person, it's going to be very difficult. It's kind of like saying, you know, I hate doing heart surgery. You know, I, I don't like it. Well, yeah, some people went to school and they they got educated and they tra- got training on it so they can do it. And like you said, business owners probably should not try to tackle their own tech and that aspects of things.
1: Well, I, I like to relate it to like um, a pickup truck. Uh, yes, uh, you can drive a pickup truck, you can haul a lot of stuff in a pickup truck and everything else, but some businesses need an 18-wheeler. Well, if you drive a pickup truck, you can't necessarily drive an 18-wheeler. There's a little more complications, uh, multiple Different transmissions, way of driving. air brakes, yeah. all that stuff. But if you really want to have a business moving stuff around, an 18-wheeler can do a whole bunch of more stuff that the pickup truck can't do
0: for sure so uh, who is infusionsoft good for and who do you guys focus on serving
1: well um again it, it's it's not good for a solopreneur or a, an, an average um uh, single man consulting company or or coaching for them uh keep has made smaller products
0: mm-hmm. and
1: they made those smaller products specifically for easier use, but they're not as powerful. So to me, it's actually meant for businesses that are probably in the one to 50 million range of small businesses where they're big enough that they um, have a a budget for marketing and can actually hire out um, a department to outsource the the tech part of it. So we call ourselves like fractional people. I can be a fractional M.I.O. uh, and through that fractional stuff, you get part of me. And of course, other companies get other parts of me. But you get part of a, uh, an Infusionsoft expert. You get part of a database person. You get part of a, a graphic artist. Part of a, a WordPress expert. And all those different pieces come together. And that's really where the power comes in. So if you're a company that needs to grow and, and marketing is one of the things specifically that you need help with, we think you should outsource that. People to know what they're doing, and then that's where the infusion soft comes in.
0: Got it. So you talked about fractional MIO.
1: Yeah, fractional uh, marketing information officer, or okay, or even a fractional ITO information technology officer. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that's our specialties to come in and be those departments, right? So uh, rather so than have... hire your own employees, you hire our company. And I've been in the outsourcing business for a long time. There's a lot of reasons to do that. Uh, and one of the biggest ones is when we hire somebody, they can actually grow with us and become our, become president of the company. Whereas if you make something or widgets, your IT department isn't part of your key business. So they're nothing, they're never, never going to get that far in an organization. So if a company hires one person, and that's all you need is one person. Well, that person isn't necessarily motivated. Um, they they challenged with uh, you know what they can do and how they can do it. Whereas if you bring in the right resources, yeah. And when I say right resources, it might be parts of six people rather than having one person who is expected to know all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's powerful.
0: For sure, for sure. I love I love what you just said. Uh, it's like instead of getting one person trying to figure everything out on their own which is what I guess most businesses do uh, or most business owners do. You would bring in specialists and people that are, you know, uh, they are trained and certified to do certain things to do it. And uh, sounds like that's the smarter way to do it.
1: Well, we but, come across a lot of businesses that think they can hire a, a VA, a virtual assistant. And that VA is responsible for all their technology. Like they're going to take away all their, their, their tech parts of the job. Well, and that's, that's probably better than them doing it itself, But if that VA leaves, you're back to starting from scratch. If, if that VA doesn't know a certain parts, well, you're paying for them to learn. Uh, so there's a lot, of, a lot of issues with that. And, and that's why we're putting it together. And, and I call it outsourcing because we can actually replace that with multiple people, multiple technologies. If somebody leaves, it's our problem. We have to replace them. We have to train somebody new and we have to put them back in to, to take over those jobs. So yes, I think, uh, I think it's a powerful thing for, but you got to be big enough to, to be able to handle it. Right.
0: For sure. Yeah. That, and that's a big problem with many businesses that you just mentioned is like the process of creating a job ad, putting it out there, you know, going through a whole bunch of resumes, interviewing people, picking the right people, testing them, training them. And that, 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 that entire process, which is very time and money consuming, uh, you guys would handle that. And, uh, you know, that's a lot of headache that you guys just, I guess, take off of, uh, the business owner's shoulders there.
1: Well, it's hard to hire for position when you don't know what to position really is supposed to do
0: (laughs) that's that's correct like when you have no clue who you're hiring what you're hiring for (laughs) that would show i be like i don't know it's like the website stuff can you do it
1: (laughs) well and the tech has become with the internet it is a complicated thing like by the time you talk about you know domain servers and and how the actual conversion of ip addresses gets to the right place and security and hackers and spammers like Yeah, it's a a challenge for us and we learn something every day because the whole thing changes every six months in every aspect. So it's, uh, yeah, you need somebody that that that's their full-time business and that's what they do.
0: Fantastic. So Brad, let's talk about where business owners usually get stuck with tech. What are some examples of like day-to-day stuff that you guys deal with where business owners or businesses get stuck?
1: whoa okay
0: you're like where do i begin
1: <laughs> well exactly because because a lot of it starts with um all these business owners buy up a whole bunch of names on the internet you know like urls uh beststore.com or whatever but that's just a starting point from there that actually has to that name is registered somewhere but there's a whole process of getting from that registration through a domain server through a a name server to a To a mail server to a a server that actually is uh, potentially a logical server so you could actually load a website on it which has other software and a database and uh, so it's it's easy to buy the name but after that the complications start Um, and then specifically in the the digital marketing area with funnels and um, selling online there's a whole process of the marketing coming in Um, it used to be that a website was just sort of a brochure, right? You, you had your brochure and you put it up there so people could see it. Well, if that's all your website does, it's not doing much good. Your mm-hmm. website needs to gather leads for you. Your yep. website needs to get those customers in the door. It needs to sell things online without you even being there because it's a, it's a worldwide network out there. You can sell 24 hours a day and especially on the digital course material stuff you can you can actually sell it collect your money send them the information get them started on the course they can take the course and be done and you don't even touch them uh so it's um uh, but a lot of this um i i, I look at computers like uh like a whole bunch of sliding mirrors that all have a hole stuck in them until all those holes line up it doesn't work if any one of those things move over and that hole is blocked by something, the whole thing stops. And then you have to figure out, well, where is it blocked? Why isn't it working? So when it works, it's great, but there's so many things that can go wrong.
0: Absolutely. Um, yeah, like I said, tech, tech is way more complicated than people think. and And I think there's some maybe advertising... Or some, some maybe myth out there that uh, people think they could just do it on their own. I think here's a, what what I see I think it's being wrongly advertised as a do it yourself thing.
1: Oh, completely.
0: Um, I, and I, it's so really I, not.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know how many of you are, are as old as I am, but uh, there used to be an ad on TV with Radar from MASH, you know, MASH, the TV comedy show. Radar we're used to, he was, sweeping the floors as a janitor at night somewhere. And this was an IBM ad and something was going on and everything had to happen. Things were blowing up and he had to fix it. He reached over, pushed a button and it was all solved. Well, and that's, that's sort of the marketing that's happening out there is, is it's easy. Everybody can do it themselves. Um, And yeah, I think that is one of the biggest myths that are out there that, yeah, a lot of these companies figure, well, it'll do this easily. Well, if you'll do it exactly as you programmed it, you might be able to do it. But if there's any deviations, uh, it can't handle them. Or, yeah, you, you know, they're the, but uh, yeah, that whole myth of do it yourself. IT for most small businesses is, is yeah, it's a myth.
0: Yeah. I think it's easy. If you go to school and you spend 10 years learning the whole process. Then no, I wouldn't even really... say it's
1: easy then. Uh, like yeah. um, it, it's, that's why I have all this hair, is because yeah. it's easy. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it takes time, for sure. It's like there's only one thousand three hundred seventy-two steps. Very easy, you know.
1: Oh well, yeah, and if you make one of them wrong, it doesn't work.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, so we promise people to share some tips to help them minimize some uh, their efforts and maximize their profitability. And I think you guys help them do that through some automation. Um, is that correct? Like, is, is that kind of one of the ways you guys help people minimize efforts and
1: well, it, it's, yes. Uh, so we do two things in, in our definition. We do digital, uh, digital marketing and small business automation. Okay. And we break them into two sections because a lot of what Infusionsoft does on the automation side is not really marketing. It's actually in fulfillment. Uh, it could be in okay. sales. There's an entire sales pipeline process to make sure you, uh, that you don't lose leads because that's one of the biggest problems with sales is you spend all this money marketing to get leads, to get business cards. You put the pile of business cards in the corner of your desk and, and they never touched again. Well, that's a very costly thing for small business. Yep. And if you can take those leads and put them into a system like a sales pipeline where they're not lost or they're not forgotten Uh, They're still in that bucket until somebody does something to them. Um, That can can save a lot of money and make businesses grow. But that automation can be used for a lot of other things. You can onboard employees through automation. Uh, You can fulfill. You can uh, automatically send emails to to suppliers to ship things to you. So in our world, especially in the small business world, um, computers – and this has only happened in the last decade, right? For small business with the whole computers online out in the internet and software as a service and all those things, the the power that was only available to large companies is now available to small business. Now you, and it's, it's like having your own data center because it's out there somewhere. It's looked after, it's backed up. They do all that stuff. So it's, uh, you're now, I guess the playing field is being leveled between small business and big business. The small business can now do all these things. Yeah. Uh, and, th- and that that's where all this software is coming from, right? And Infusionsoft's been around for 20 years and, and has created this business as well in the small business. But that automation um, can really help cut your costs and your expenses. A good example we use quite often is that Infusionsoft has what have subscriptions. And these subscriptions allow you to bill every month to a client for membership, for, you know, monthly sending out of of a a set of products or whatever it is. But just that automation of charging them every month automatically, if they don't uh, pay, then send them an email saying, hey, there's a problem with the credit card, getting them to automatically fix that. And then eventually saying, hey, there's a problem. And only having somebody step in and call them after all that uh, can save a large amount of work for people,
0: absolutely. And bring. I, I think that recurring revenue piece that you just you were just talking about, like based on subscriptions, will help them to increase their revenue, bring in the recurring revenue. Like they don't have to worry about running a manual kind of transaction on, uh, on their machine, and that's a lot of work. And I know. And if they do that, don't do that. I believe people would be leaving um, a lot of money on the table.
1: Well, that and another example is. Uh... Infusionsoft can actually you can put together an order for a, you know a purchase price and saying hey this is what we proposed to you uh, and if you want to proceed just click this button and it all starts the process of them uh, you know now moving that from a, a quote into an actual order and processing it and uh, getting them started immediately.
0: Love it. Are there other examples of cool things that you guys? can automate
1: well um, it gets back into that high-level programming language that's it's in the the campaigns mm-hmm. um, it can do things based on logic not just delay timers and emails so we do a lot of things in there um, that yeah are not final base if you want to say that um, a number of our clients have yearly memberships so they have a they sell a year and you get access for a year uh, and you know whatever they do in there of uh, coaching and courses and everything else but one of the biggest problems is they start at any point in time so when does your year end happen uh, when do we need to send a renewal to say hey if you want to carry on with year two um, pay for another year or pay for a monthly so we've had a lot of people because of the complexities of this we've went into people that they don't know when people end it. They have people in their membership list that haven't paid for years and they don't know. So we started uh, putting in, well, let's define the date they started and the date they expire. And then we can look at that date they expire and say, okay, uh, 30 days before that expiry date, let's send them this email. And if they renew, fine. And if they don't, well, 15 days before the expiry date, we'll send them another email and give them another chance to sign up or a different offer to the point where you know 10 days after their expiry we cancel so there's a lot of things like that that can be automated um, and if you use it properly um, can increase revenue can decrease expenses there's a lot of things that can uh, can happen in there
0: absolutely So you talked about earlier about um, uh, automating their sales pipeline. Could you tell us what you mean by their sales pipeline and what would like the automation look like?
1: Well, a sales pipeline to me is like a bunch of buckets. You have a a bucket full of, of leads. Everybody starts with one bucket. And then as they do something, they move to a different bucket. So if you call them and you talk to them on the phone, well, that can move them to a second bucket. to saying, okay, we've now talked to them. That's different than them just being a lead off of our website. And then from that bucket, you may go to, okay, we actually scheduled a meeting and had a meeting with them. And then we actually go to the next bucket. Then you might uh, have a proposal that you put forward to them. Now it might end up that the last bucket is either you won the sale or not interested and then put them on a long-term nurture list or something. But by moving it from bucket to bucket, um, and you can do a lot of that automatically too, right? So when they move from bucket one to bucket two, you can send them an email, or you can um, make sure the checklist is complete before they get to that stage. But by being in the bucket, there's no holes in the bottom. So they stay in there until they move out. Um, So if you never talk to them, you might have a bucket saying, you know, we phoned them five times and uh, left that voicemail, but they've never phoned back. So we're putting them in the not interested bucket. But that pipeline is is uh, moving it through those different pieces of that pipeline to end up where you want it to be. So it's more than just a funnel, but it's typically involving the salespeople of what they do, what are their normal routines. And part of this is not missing them, but part two of it is from a management side, there's a whole bunch of... Uh, performance indicators you can look at in here like um, how many days does it take for somebody to actually make a phone call Uh, if they've been in a bucket for more than five days well then something else has to happen you need a reminder to you know phone this person so there's a lot of automation and like to do's put on top of people to actually make sure that they don't get lost in there yeah
0: that's huge I mean I mean you know you're aware of the business that I run all we do is just stay in touch with people forever, so that we're not—they're not falling through the cracks, and we never lose uh, uh, our touch with them, and they're all attended and taken care of, unless they don't want to do business with us.
1: Right, and and, and, you, and you need automation for that because just as a person, you can't—you can't, you can't monitor all those people, but you can get an email saying, "Hey, Tom has been in this bucket for for seven days, and and nobody's touched him. Somebody needs to." And go do something with
0: them. Love it, huh? Seems seems to me like um, um, people leave multiple six, seven, eight bit figure figures on the table by a lack of doing that, like by not doing that. Well, they
1: definitely do. Now, getting back to your earlier comments, it's not easy though. Yeah. Like Everything of this stuff needs to be customized to you, the way you do your business,
0: mm-hmm. to
1: what your sales process is, what is your, your uh, getting from one place to the other. Um, if any, anybody knows about businesses, the way you grow your business is by systemizing it, putting in systems in place that are repeatable, dependable, work, uh, and everybody knows what's going, going on. And those systems are what grows your business. So the best systems to start with are computer systems because they are very repeatable. They're very cheap. Like it doesn't, employees only work so long and so hard computers work 24 hours a day. uh, And they do things repeatable very accurately and can do a lot of stuff. So systemizing your business with uh, a product like Infusionsoft and customizing it for your business is huge for small businesses. Number one, it makes you more profitable, makes more revenue, cuts your expenses, but it also gives you a business you can sell. You actually create systems in your business that can run without you, without um, in key individual people that are usually the problem with most sales of businesses is you know, if you take the owner away, the business doesn't work. This way you can systemize it. And at the end, you can have an exit plan. Yeah. So the, like it's, it's way bigger than just the operations of it, which is part of the whole thing, uh, but it actually gives you a real business that is saleable as well. And a lot of, and that's even where we come in. Um, if you have one key person in the technology part, and if that person goes away, your whole technology fails and your business fails, that's a big problem. Whereas if mm-hmm. you systemize it with a company that has multiple employees that if one leaves, it doesn't matter, they're replaced, Again, that, that gives you those systems. It gives you that credibility. It gives you the exit plan and keeps you an ongoing business no matter for who's sure. in charge.
0: Yeah, and, and uh, to your point, I think people, if, if, if your processes are systematized and automated, it's a lot easier to sell that business oh, for sure. versus a business that is fully dependent and it wouldn't work without you and the rest of it. And you probably could get a lot more money. For a business that is automated versus a business that someone needs to come in and get training between six to two, six months to two years, and you have to show them every little step, you know.
1: Exactly. Well, and it also should, uh, before it's sold, allow the owner to uh, not be there every day, right? Yeah. That's the best way to sell a business is if you don't have to be there. Uh, then the new guys coming in. Know uh, it's a, a business that is making money and and has a, a price tag attached to it, For and sure. then you you know before that the owner can go uh, live on a beach, you know and dial in with your laptop.
0: For sure, one thing that I really particularly enjoy about what you said is, uh, first like putting putting prospects and customers in different buckets about the different stage of the pipeline that they're in, and then getting notifications and automated uh, processes about someone being stuck in a, in a, in a certain bucket for a certain period of time, and then notifying the the team saying this person has been in this bucket for seven days. They haven't responded or nobody has called them or emailed them. Why don't you get on top of that and get in touch with that customer where so so that you're not leaving money on the table and the customer service level goes up, happiness, profits, and the rest of it. Hmm. Um, Brad, tell us about your, um, your gift, the free website audit.
1: So this is just one of our pieces of our stuff that, uh, again, gets back to your website. Uh, we think your website is a key starting point for a lot of leads and a lot of people to know who you are and everything else. So this web audit goes through the website and looks for a whole bunch. I think there's, there's like a 24 page report that comes out of this as far as your website. Um, now, a lot of it's geared towards SEO or sales uh, engine optimization because you know you want Google to find you and you want to do this stuff organically. Now, a lot of that is expanded to Google now uses what they call a UXO, a user experience. So I don't know if you know this or not, but when, uh, when people go to Google to their search engine and Google gives them uh, a site to go to, Google actually follows them to that site. Uh, it redirects stuff you know because google can do all these magic things and it watches them it watches how long they stayed there when they leave what they clicked on basically they're trying they're trying to put together a definition of did the user like it so what was the user experience if the user experience was great and they stayed there and they were active google gives them a higher rating because google wants the user to be happy when they send them to a to a, to a site that they recommend because that makes people come back to their search engine and I've come to their search engine, they make more money in advertising. Sure. So that whole thing is part of what your website has to do. Uh, so this audit goes through a lot of those things and comes up with all these different lists of things to make your site better. these are the things uh, that you should change. Some of them will be red and need to be changed, some of are green and okay. So this web audit goes through that and, and gives you a report of, of where you're at with your website. Uh, a lot of things like uh, speed of loading for your first page is very critical to a user. For if sure. it takes five seconds for somebody to see that first page, well, they might have been gone by then. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what this is. It's a, it's for an sure. in-depth thing. It uh, It is technical. <clears throat> uh, but uh, yeah, even if you just want to... Get a view of your site. It will give you uh, all these things of where you're at and and give you an indication uh, potentially what you need to look at.
0: Love it. So, gang, if you uh, are not sure how well your website is performing with speed, with content, with the user experience, with SEO and the rest of it, uh, click on the link in the descriptions or on the comments of the show and get access to this uh, complimentary website audit and see how your website is performing and what's happening and get access to Brad and, him and Michelle and their team and see what they could do for you because regardless of how experienced you are with business and tech, you will get stuck with tech at some level, right? So, and these guys can, can definitely help you with that.
1: Well, and then I want to bring up one other thing here before we get done and that is um, one of the things we keep hearing a lot is Infusionsoft is expensive. Um, now, we can usually get you a price for Infusionsoft for like two to $300 a month. Um, now, so the more expensive stuff is is probably for us to actually program and use it. But you, you got to think of your business as if you want a real business, you used to have to have bricks and mortars and an office and have to pay rent and do those other things. Uh, to me, this is just part of the business expenses. And... Um, you know, even if it's a thousand bucks a month, that's cheap to for what you're getting in the automation and where you can take your business. So um, like there's a lot of competing products about Infusionsoft. And again, price should not be one of your problems because uh, if you look at all the different pieces you, you need to put together versus what's included in Infusionsoft, the prices usually end up to be about the same. But the big question is the capabilities of it and what you can do with it. So to me, the decision is more of, you know, um, can you afford um, an IT department to help you like through us, through, uh, you know, uh, and, and that can start relatively low. Um, but if you're if you can't and you're a single person, then uh, that's to me the bigger decision of what you need to do.
0: For sure. And, and to me, I, I think every time I tried to go with the cheaper stuff, it actually ended up costing me way more right again, it gets back into that
1: marketing right they they sell you that oh it's so cheap and it's easy to use just push the button and it works yeah
0: yeah it's gonna end up costing you a lot more or or you know lack on capabilities and what it can do for you so again again uh, get access to get a hold of brad and michelle these guys really know what they do when it comes to tech and automation crms websites and the rest of it and and uh, these are the uh, I think these are the pieces of the business that you don't want to mess with. You don't want to spend your time. I mean, if you're good at, say, you're a chiropractor, let's say you're a coach, let's say you are a financial advisor, you don't want to spend time trying to figure these pieces out as someone else like Brad and his entire team of 15 people who are specialized and trained to do this, they could do that for you, for you while you focus and specialize in delivering what you are really good at.
1: I agree. Like the owner of a business should spend their time finding customers, building products, defining strategic direction, um, potentially hiring employees and outsourcing departments. So, yeah, um, if you look at the things that you should do that actually making your business run and, and grow, uh, usually looking after your own tech is not one of them.
0: Not one of them. Not one of them. You know, I heard I heard Dan Kennedy talking about a horse, a racing horse. And he was saying a racing horse's job is to race, practice, eat, and sleep. That's well, it. Well,
1: there's probably one other thing in there that uh, adds to other horses that's worth a lot of money, but yes.
0: You know, it's like the horse is not trying to figure out, you know, uh, different the, 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 the mechanics and the technicality of racing. It's like, I'm going to sleep, I'm going to race, and I'm going to eat. That's it. There are three jobs, right? Mm-hmm. So as a business owner, I think we need to figure out uh, what are the t- two or three main things that we need to focus on to run a healthy business, and tech is probably not one of them. That's what I'm trying to say. So, yes. um, Brad, can I ask you some personal questions? Oh, I don't know. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how personal we can get. So uh, what's a new thing you've tried recently? new thing I've tried recently? Big or small.
1: Uh, well, probably the most recent thing that I've done is put some rain barrels around the house, so gathering rainwater and uh, uh, setting that up. So
0: that's amazing. You know, I, I I left my rain barrel in the winter outside, and it just cracked up. Wow! Well, yeah, you can't let it freeze. So yes. Yeah, I, I forgot. <laughs> I, well, I thought it was, I, I, <laughs> I was hoping that it was like a plastic barrel and it would be flexible enough, but it still got cracked. And yeah, I miss it. I have to go get another one. Um, what are your top two or three favorite books of all time?
1: Um, well, Thing and Grow Rich has always been one of our favorites. Uh, we used to do a lot of stuff with it. Um and yeah, well, your mindset controls a lot of their directions and everything else. Um, one other book I've been, I've read lately. Uh, um, oh, I don't remember the name of it specifically, but it's, a, it's, it's written by a couple of uh, army people that uh, are in the Marines and it's all about um, how to lead a team uh, through those type of situations. Uh, if anybody's interested, I can find the, Find the name of it but uh um, those are probably the last
0: couple i've read nice 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 what is one advice that made a massive impact in your business or life
1: massive impact Um, well I, i guess a lot of the stuff we've done and we continue to do um is because We take on the challenge of doing things we've never done before. So uh, a lot of people would have actually said way back when is uh, when a customer asks you something, say yes, and then go figure out how to do it. Well, that's sort of a lot of our business because a lot of stuff does take research. There's usually answers you can find somewhere. And it changes so often that even if you said yes six months ago, when you say yes now, there could be a totally different solution. So, yeah, I guess we do a lot of things for the first time, like multiple times a week.
0: Sure. And, and I think with, with what you guys do, it, 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 there's always a new thing that you guys have to figure out. And
1: Yes. It, it's a rapidly changing area, like the whole IT and programs and software. And, well, like I was thinking the other day that, uh, you know, I've, I've been in IT for decades. Um, and when I first started, we used to have modems that we would dial up to the internet with, right? And it started off like a 300 baud modem. And then we got 56k modems. We thought we'd died and gone to heaven. But back then we used it for email and for other things. I never would have envisioned that, um, computers and the internet would take over the music industry, the video and all like total communications, like, that's the The amount of stuff that is now on the internet and available via a wire and computers boggles me, and it just keeps changing. Things get faster, things get better, and higher resolution. Like that's so. Yes, uh, it is a rapidly changing world. Ever changing world. Standards yeah. are changing all the time. You buy something uh, this year, and next year it's obsolete. You can't even use it anymore. Uh, so, yeah, it's a rapidly changing world, and um, we're in the middle of it.
0: Fantastic. Uh, Brad, if you had a Facebook or, or a Google ad where everyone on the web around the world could see, what would your message be for the people of Earth?
1: <laughs> Outside of Earth? Uh... <clears throat> uh, okay. Some things come to mind is uh, embrace change and uh don't trust media and politicians
0: don't trust media and politicians
1: i think there's so much control of things that what well and and the whole web is about that right everybody can put anything out there now and you don't you know you is it true or not is it manipulated or not Is something with more money changing it and manipulating it so uh it's become a tough world to know really what is true and what is not. Um, I've been doing some dabbling in cryptocurrency and that whole area is wildly speculative and uh, people scamming and things that don't work. But there's also a tremendous side of, uh, you can make a lot of revenue if you do the right things, etc. cetera. So um, that to me is probably the biggest thing right now in the world is what is the real truth?
0: Yeah, tough, tough to figure out as I think the whole world of media and politics is uh, usually tainted with someone else's view and they have their own agenda, which is a long conversation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. that's, that's a rabbit hole, but yes.
0: Yeah, for and, sure.
1: And the ones that control that rabbit hole uh, make lots of money and have lots of control.
0: For sure. Um gang uh, if you're watching or listening uh, do reach out to brad and michelle get a hold of them and get help with your tech so you're not worried about your tech and they will take care of all of your tech stuff so that um, you can comfortably uh, run your business and not worry about things breaking uh, at any given time and if something breaks i'm sure they could come in and rescue You and your business and uh, you know, have it done. Brad, this has been an absolutely amazing conversation. Thank you for joining me and thank you for sharing your wisdom and knowledge. Is there anything that you'd like to share that maybe we didn't talk about?
1: Well, I don't know if we actually mentioned our website. Uh, All right. It's awarenessstrategies.com. Okay. So go there and uh, uh, see what's out as far as what we do for digital marketing. Again, our stuff, is based on a done-for-you service because we don't, we don't want small business owners actually doing the tech. You should be doing the things you want to do, but come and uh, and see what we have to offer and see how affordable it is. Like it starts off at the low end of of like five hundred dollars a month and can go up to ten thousand a month, yeah. depending on how big you are and how many resources you need. So, uh, for sure, feel free to contact
0: us. Absolutely. So the website is awarenessstrategies.com. The link in the, on the descriptions and in the comments of the show does take you there. And so poke around, take a look around, do the website assessment and uh, get in touch with Brad and Michelle and get a feel for um, what they could do for you and uh, and the rest of it. Thank you, Brad, again. Uh, I really appreciate you and uh, your expertise and knowledge. And the gang, as usual, please make sure to like and subscribe to the show. If you know someone that needs help with their tech, which is probably about 99% business owners, if not more, out there, um, send them a referral, send them a link, and introduce them to Brad and Michelle, and we'll take it from there. From there, my name is Mustafa Hussaini. You've been watching and listening to Daily Confidence for Entrepreneurs. Uh, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week with a new episode. Bye Thank now. you, Mustafa. Thank you.
1: Hey, bye.